Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. In this episode, we're going to review the prenatal development of the face. It's important for the dental professional to have a clear understanding about the development process as it relates to the face because of some of the malformations, deformities, and developmental disturbances that can happen during this period. We will talk about the fourth week of development to the twelfth week of development in the prenatal phase. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of the show notes. Happy studying! During the fourth week of development, the development of the tissues and structures that make up the face begin to form. Now keep in mind that at this stage of development, the face is in rapid growth. You'll see rapid growth of the brain, and at week four is much larger in size when you compare it to the oral pharyngeal membrane, spinal cord development, and heart organ. Now the three layers that will make up the anatomy of the future face is situated just between the brain and the heart. And as a review from the tooth development and eruption episode, all three of the embryonic layers serve as part of the development of the face. Now think about those distinct layers of the embryo, the ectoderm, the mesoderm, and the endoderm. Now the development of the primitive face relies on those five facial prominences that all develop in harmony. These five processes surround the early developed mouth and develop into the center for face development. Now the superior portion of the face derives from the frontal nasal process. The middle portion of the face derives from the maxillary process and the inferior portion of the face derives from the mandibular process. By the end of the twelfth week, the process of joining these processes and facial development will be completed. Later in the fetal period, some additional facial features will evolve, but the basic shapes and constructs are completed by the twelfth week. The superior portion of the face has the most significant amount of growth when you compare it to the middle and lower part of the face. Now let's take a closer look at the oral pharyngeal membrane. At the very same time that the outer portion of the face is developing, the oral pharyngeal membrane gives way to the primitive mouth, known as the stomodium. Another way to look at this is that the embryo's face is made up of four main structures, the frontal nasal process, the maxillary process, the mandibular process, and the stomodium. Now, the buccopharyngeal and oropharyngeal membrane separates the stomodium and the foregut. Once that membrane disintegrates around the four-week mark, 
the primitive mouth and the foregut begin to communicate with one another. And as the stomodium continues to develop and enlarges in size across the surface of the middle part of that face, a small groove develops and the oral cavity begins to form. The frontonasal process will develop as the future upper portion of the face. This includes the forehead, the bridge of the nose, the nasal septum, the primary palate, and all the structures that relate to the medial nasal process. The center of the nasal placodes become deeper and the olfactory or nasal pits appear. So the frontonasal process divides into three separate structures. There are right and left nasal pits and the nasomedial process in the center, and this portion is located between the two pits. These two pits will later develop into the nasal cavity. The nasomedial process extends down past the nasolateral and the two bulges come together. This is known as the globular process. Now the globular process is an extension of the nasomedial process. And this gives rise to the future philtrum of the upper lip, the primary palate of the hard palate, which contains four maxillary incisors, and the nasoseptum. The nasolateral processes, the right and left lateral portions, will become the future sides of the nose. Now keep in mind the nasolateral process is not involved with the dental arch or the primary palate. Now when there's a merging of the right and left globular processes, it becomes the single middle structure, and this is the formation of the upper lip and the philtrum. Now the right and left maxillary process extends towards the middle of the lip until there's contact with the nasomedial globular process. Failure to join in this way to form the upper lip and philtrum can result in a cleft lip. And this can also affect the maxillary anterior teeth. Now the cause of this comes when the nasomedial process or the globular process and the maxillary process do not join together. Let's talk about the formation of the palate. The formation of the palate is a separation of the nasal and oral cavity. Now the globular process grows downward and at the same time the nasal septum forms and this divides the nasal cavity into the right and left halves. The anterior two-thirds of the palate rises from three separate sources, the right maxillary process, the left maxillary process, and the nasomedial or globular process. Now the growth from the right and left sides of the nasomedial or globular process begins first, and the developing of the premaxillary area, or also known as the primary palate, occurs. Now the growth from the left and right maxillary process comes in a downward direction. And this is called the palatine processes or shelves. This forms the secondary palate. And this develops in a vertical position with the tongue located between them. 
For the palatine shelves to form the palate, several events have to occur. First, the actual formation of the palatal shelves in the vertical orientation. Second, reorientation of those vertical shelves has to go into a horizontal position. And at the same time, there is a lower growth of the face in the mandible, moving the tongue out of the way of the palatal shelves. Third, the contact between the shelves has to be accompanied by the fusion of the epithelium. The epithelium contacts in the middle of the secondary plate and proceeds to the anterior and posterior areas simultaneously. The joining of the primary and the secondary plate happens. The primary plate forms as an extension of the nasomedial or globular process that fuses to the palatal shelves. The two palatal shelves fuse to form the secondary plate, and true fusion of these structures results in the hard palate. The nasal septum forms and grows downward to fuse with the palate. Now the large oral or nasal cavity is divided into the oral cavity and the right and left nasal cavities. Complete fusion of the primary palate, secondary palate, and the nasal septum happens between 10 and 12 weeks in utero. So keep this in mind of the developmental disturbances around cleft lip and palate. You have to understand the time frame and what occurs in the time frame and what things present as. So for example, cleft palate only means that the secondary palate does not fuse. Cleft lip only means that the primary and the secondary palate do not fuse together. The secondary palate does fuse. And if you have a cleft lip and palate, the primary and the secondary palate do not fuse together and the secondary palate does not fuse. The two disturbances do not have to occur together. The tongue begins its development around four weeks in utero, and it finishes the merging around eight weeks. The tongue components arise from the floor of the primitive pharynx, and it is formed by the first, third, and fourth brachial arches. The body of the tongue develops from the first brachial arch, and this is known as the tuberculum impar. The base of the tongue originates after, and there are lateral swellings that grow and join in the area of the median sulcus. The lateral and the tuberculum impar join in the area of the circumvallate papilla. This develops the sulcus terminalis, or the V-shaped groove that is an anatomical feature that marks the border between the base and the body of the tongue. At the end of the eighth week, the tongue will contract and move forward and down into a position that allows for the developing palatal shelves continue in their process of development unimpaired. As you're learning about the prenatal development of the face, the palate, and the tongue, 
what I would suggest might be helpful for you to do is to take a piece of paper and write down a week by week process and under each week actually jot down exactly what's going on in the developing fetus in each week. And then as the completion of different tissues and organs come together, you can note that under that specific week. This might make it a little easier for you to put your head around all that is going on because there are multiple things happening in multiple places all at the same time. So it's important for you to really organize your thoughts and understanding about not only the terminology, the time frame, but also how things work together and develop. Where things come from and where they end up is important in understanding that prenatal development process. So writing it down and trying to draw a sequential uh, understanding of it may be very helpful for you. The board questions that will show up for you will have targeted questions around not only where things come from, but when they develop and when they complete their development process. So those are important factors for you to know as you're studying this material. I hope this helps. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.